All right, good morning to the Ministry Advancement Podcast for the month of February. I had to remember what month it was. I never know, it's winter. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about camp and the life-changing experiences we get to create as a part of camp ministry today. Um, I can't wait to hear from you all, but before we do that, Ed, would you just open us up in prayer this morning? I'd love to, thanks. Well, Heavenly Father, thank you for this new day <clears throat> that you've given us. This is a day you've made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. We ask you to speak through Margot as we discuss um, camps and, Lord, your plans for them. We, we make our plans, Lord, but we know that you orchestrate our thoughts. So go before us, Lord. Speak through Margot. Give us your vision, your plan, Lord. Lead us, guide us, direct us. Open our hearts to receive the word you have for us today. Give us your vision. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I want to hear, I wish Frank was on the call because I really want to hear Frank's number. Um, he might win, win this game of the number of camps. We're going to find out how many FCA camps you have been to. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start. How many people have never been to an FCA camp? Put your hand up, show hands, or you can shout it out. Never. So we've got Jesse. Jesse has not yet. That will change very soon, Jesse. We will get you caught up. Um, all right. How many have only been to one? One FCA camp. Glenn. Glenn has been to one. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Three. Three. Okay. Four. Five. Okay. Four. Five. We're in that range. Um, Ten maybe up to 10 and maybe even more than 10, more than 10. All right, Mark, Mark's been with, been on for a while. He's been to a lot of camps. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, 15, anybody more than 15? I don't think so, not with this group. All right, um, 20 for Shanae. Oh, there we go. Shanae's at about 20. I love it, I love it. Um, all right, so here we go, my number, um, from my rough estimate of calculating, trying to remember years, my brain's kind of mushy these days, but uh, I think my number was 23, was 23. Um, there were a few years I, I ran six and I was like, what? those are tough years, friends. Like six camps in a summer is a lot. <laughs> so yeah, and Frank, I we have to get Frank in on this. So I will report back on Frank's number, but we need to hear how many camps Frank has been to um, and for those of you just joining us, we're finding out how many camps have we been to over our years on staff and Nate, you know, veteran staff here, Nate, I, you know, you jumped in at last minute. My number was 23. That's what I had. And I know I directed a bunch, but Nate, you got to do some math there when you're ready. Chime in for us. <laughs> Listen, I don't have enough fingers and toes, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try to get that number. All right. And we said, Frank's obviously going to win this game. Like I, I would love to know. Yeah. A hundred. It's I yeah, what's, what's the over under on Frank's camps. I, I'll bet you. Who wants to take, take bets or not real bets, but put it in the chat. If you think you got a number who can get closest, maybe there's a, some FCA swag for you. If whoever can get close to that number. Um, yeah. So camps are awesome. Uh, we all know that being a part of camp is, it's just life changing. Uh, but today we're going to talk about how do we create these environments, um, no matter where, where you're serving, what your role looks like. And so I would just say the people on this call and the people on our staff whose numbers are more than one are the people you want to talk to about camp. We want to get 
we want to get information. We want to glean from each other. If you've been to a camp, you have something to offer and something to share from your experience. And so I was going to wait till later, but I feel like I want to do this now because I want to hear from you all. Um, we're just going to take a couple because we don't have a ton of time. But what, um, what is your, your most powerful moment that you remember from camp? The most powerful memory you have from a camp experience, uh, FCA camp experience. And it could be for you, it could be for other staff, it could be a camper, huddle leader, doesn't matter. Most powerful moment that you remember. I uh, remember I was uh, working, we run a big like summer camp, a UCLA camp out of California when I was on staff out there. And this would have been the summer before the pandemic. We, uh, we ended up having like an earthquake during the, um, it was the, the night where like the, the speaker was sharing the gospel and like giving like an invitation for people to accept Jesus. And um, it was just crazy. Like it was really cool to, to see like um, the way that he was able to navigate that but also in the midst of that, like just keeping everyone's attention and focused on God. And like, it was chaotic on our end for the staff. Cause we were like, man, if we get an aftershock, we have to figure out like, how do we get everyone out of the building? But I think in the midst of that, it was really cool to see like, man, uh, the Lord used that in a, a fun and creative way to like help people. Um, I don't know, just realize like, the importance of the moment and like how powerful God is. So. That's so good. Joshua, thanks for sharing that. And obviously that's from another region. That's something that we haven't all seen those kind of camps. Um, but we'll talk more about that a little bit. That, that's awesome. So the question on the table is what's the most powerful moment that you remember at a camp? Most powerful moment. Who's got something? DJ, go for it. <clears throat> Summer of 2008. Um, as a coach, I watched one of my seniors who was a huddle leader share his testimony with some young people. And that huddle leader from 2008 is now the men's basketball coach at Nyack College and continues to be a disciple maker. Um, so in the moment, it was ridiculously like... <laughs> emotional but even thinking about it right now and the impact that it had then on a young man um, who came from some rough background um, but found a calling at camp and and continues to live it out so great so great all right one more one more I got I got something because I, I get to brag on Frank a little bit um, I, I had a lot of personal, personal moments, but I think the most powerful one was my first trip to Kutztown camp. Um, and Frank was the speaker. We had 650 athletes, let alone coaches and staff and all that. And Frank was giving his testimony. He was talking about his story. And this was the first year of our leadership camp. So it was the same story that he told at, at, in, in Reedfield and, you could hear a pin drop with nearly 900 people in that auditorium and you could hear a pin drop. And then when he 
he gave the altar call and all Christians, you know, when they give an altar call, you're kind of listening to see if you can hear anyone getting up and 300 people stood up. And it was just so powerful because I've never seen God work a room like that. That was an incredible thing to witness. I walked out changed, just thinking God could do anything. I really felt it after that. Thanks so good, Mark. Dan, I saw you come off mute. I got to hear it. I can't say no to these stories. So Dan, I'm going to let you go and then I'm going to move. Yeah. Um, my second Kutztown camp, Frank was the pastor and it was the last night, Thursday night. And um, Frank just said, you know what? We're just going to pray. And I'm just going to keep praying. We're just going to pray. And uh, it was like Mark said, pin drop. But then a few minutes in, you just heard this quiet whimpering. And you could hear it gradually increasing. And to the point where, and, and this is just my interpretation of it, but it, it felt like it filled the room. And here was the biggest, hardest guy at camp who broke under the weight of prayer. And uh, then the guy next to him, and then the guy next to him. And it turned into this people just circling around these guys and laying hands on them. And he just saw the Holy Spirit just move upon the hardest kids who at the beginning did not want to be there. They were going to do everything they could to not be there, just about. It was it was just a an, an incredible way to end the camp. So great. Um, that we all have these stories. I mean, I have stories of seeing God show up in amazing ways with groups of, you know, 600, 700 and a group of 12. I mean, I think one of my most powerful stories was um, we had a group of 12 college kids my first year. And I'll just share this. Um, we were like, what are we even doing? We're spending all this money. There's only 12 kids. Why even bother? You know, they drove from like nine hours from Syracuse and Hartford, Connecticut or wherever. And now one of those kids who gave his life to, to, to Christ at camp, um, that was in 2012, is now leading Hofstra's huddle as a strength coach, Justin Ventavania. He gave his life to Christ really and surrenders life to Christ at that camp. And he talks about that. And, you know, these are things that like, you're just trying to show up and be faithful, but God can do so much more than we can ever imagine. And I just wanted to share that. But the point of these stories is really like, okay, so, you know, what, what is my camp strategy looking like? And every single staff person, and I want to make sure this is clear. It is my opinion. Every single staff person should be involved with the camp every summer. Uh, maybe every year. And so, you know, uh, throughout the year, if you don't have a plan to serve at a camp, host a camp, talk to your supervisor. Um, because one, it's going to impact you and you're going to get to see God work. Two, I really believe camp is the best window into our ministry. It is the way that we can show people who we are and how we love God, how we love others. Um, how we make disciples. And so for your board members, your donors, your parents, your athletes, huddle leaders, whoever it is, camp, I believe is this amazing, 
you know, little microcosm of FCA that we get to pull together in a short time. And so whether you're an ambassador, a collegiate rep, a collegiate director, area rep, a director, even for ministry advancement, my hope is to get to a bunch of camps this summer um, in my role and be a part of it. So that is my encouragement for you uh, today is, is finding, finding where you're going to go to camp um, to serve or host a camp in your area this summer. Um, and maybe it's not summer, maybe it's fall, whatever, but something like that. So that's what I'd say. And I also want to just reiterate with that. Um, if you're feeling like, man, I don't know if I have those gifts. I don't know how to do that. I don't know where my strengths lie in terms of, you know, event planning. Well, we all have different gifts, but God's put us on this team and there are people with gifts on this team to do that. And so, um, I love that FCA gives us so much flexibility and autonomy to create environments that fit for our individual areas for our role. And I know, like I talked to Juju last week about Rochester and the things they have going on. They're going to do several one day camps, like a one day camp, just one day, knock it out and, and use that as an engagement strategy moving forward. So it doesn't have to be a Kutztown. I think we get caught up thinking, man, I have to run this giant camp and find the best speaker and a worship leader. Like, no, like just be faithful for what God calls you to. Um, you know, it could be a power camp for me strategically. When I started with no ministry in Maine, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do some power camps because I can run those day camps. They're low risk and we can build an FCA community from the ground up from age six up. That's what we're going to do. And maybe it's like, well, we have collegiate opportunities. We have these college athletes. We're going to build into leaders to hopefully hire more staff because that's another strategy. So thinking through your strategies, thinking through the camp environment and really thinking about who you have. So if you're directing a camp, this is your challenge. You need to invite some staff members to come serve at your camp. If you're directing, find someone who isn't hosting a camp, directing a camp and invite them to come serve with you. Find a role that fits for them. If you are not hosting a camp, find a director and go serve at a camp. So anywhere in our region, I mean, it's so fun to serve, I think as staff, like those are my favorite moments. Last summer, I had like four different staff over our house for dinner of our power camps every night. And it was the most fun. My kids love it. Um, it's just awesome. I'm going to keep moving here through our, our stuff, the details. Um, let's see keep moving. Let's see. Uh, we did that logistics. So I do want to talk about a few logistics. I know many of you have been to camp school. Um, some of you very recently, and it's a lot of information. And some of you went to camp school, but right before, you know, in 2019 or 2020, and then haven't run a camp for a few years because of COVID and all the things. And I've had several people come to me like, man, I really need to refresh. So the greatest thing I will share is that you have a way to do that. And you don't even have to leave your house. You don't have to go to another camp school. If you've been camp school certified, you can go. Um, I'm going to just share my screen here and you can see, here we go. So in FCA university, um, there's a camp planning and management um, course in here that goes through all of those logistics that if you just can't remember, where do I find that report? How do I do that? It's all right in here. You can walk through this. I did I did these three this morning. I've done this before, but I went back through and did this just prepping for this call. Um, it took me about 10 minutes to get through these three. So if you've done camp and you can't remember if you need to get back uh, in, this camp planning and management is in FCA University, okay? 
um, that's one of the logistics that talks you through the processes. The other thing is, of course, Help Center has these details of what you need to certify your camp. And so if you have questions, you're not sure, please message me. These are my favorite conversations. I had a call with Juju last week about camps. I have a call with the main staff today about some camps. This is, these are my best calls of the week. So please reach out. I'd love to help you with some of this stuff um, and just where to find it. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on was TeamNet. And just a reminder, so if we go under ministry and camp ministry, you can see everything, almost everything you need for camp is right here. And so if you scroll down, you can see all of the logistics to starting camp, how to build budgets, how to create orgs. Um, some of the camp enrollment systems are here. The other thing over here is all the camp theme guides and the details that you need to know. But I love also these handbooks. So I just want to touch on this really quickly. Um, as you know, we don't have themed athletes Bibles anymore. Um, and I think this is a really strategic, awesome move by our organization. So we're saving money. We're being great stewards of our resources. But the Athletes Bible won't have a, uh, an every theme on it this year. There, and that's you, most of you know that. Um, but what we are providing, there's three different ways you can get the content for camp, the curriculum or whatever you want to call it. So there's an Athletes Handbook, a Team Handbook, and a Power Handbook right here. These are going to be able to purchase for $4. Um, on top of the Bible. So we'll still provide a Bible that can be any of the FCA Bibles you want to provide. There's the Sports New Testaments, there's the Athletes Bible, but these here have the camp theme in them. And so for Power, Power Camp, you know, they're four bucks. You can order them. You can also print them. They're PDFs here, so you can already look at them. You can print them on your own if you'd prefer. Um, and they're also going to be on the YouVersion app. And so if you have, especially those high school and college kids, you can utilize that as well. So I just want to make sure logistically we know about that. And that's a little bit different than in years past that they're providing those for us. Um, and again, so if you haven't, if you're planning a camp, I would go through and just click through each of these, check it out, do some homework time um, and just do your research there. And then finally, one question everybody asks me is about the job descriptions and like, who do I need to have at camp? And so um, if you go under resources, there's a job descriptions. I can't find it right now because there's so many things in here, but there's a job descriptions uh, button in there and it takes you to the wrong one. Here we go. All of the job descriptions you could possibly have at camp. You won't need all of them depending on your camp, but sometimes it's good to look at these in different ways that you can reach people and plug people in because we definitely want to involve empowered leaders into our camp. And so be thinking about this and where are the roles that you can use people in. So those are the details for some logistics, but I want to really talk about is how do we create this environment where life change can happen and God can show up um, and really our perspective shift. And so we were talking about this as all of the regional directors of ministry advancement over all around the world. We're talking about, you know, we've been saying, how do we integrate E3? How do we integrate E3 to camp? And I think we've said, we've landed on, we need to not integrate E3 to all of our old ways of camp. E3 is what we do. And how does camp fit into E3? So it's just flipping that and thinking through what does that look like? So um, how do, how, who are we discipling and how are we discipling them? And then build a camp around those people. So we're people oriented, right? Not program oriented. 
And so we can give you all the, the tips and the tricks of how to build an awesome program and the games to play. But the reality is we need to think about who we're engaging and how we're engaging them, who we're equipping, how we're equipping them, and who are we empowering and how are we doing that? And so I wanna just share um, the E3 playbook and I know you've all seen it. Um, I would challenge you to go and look at this again. Every, we should keep this in front of us. This is our thing. This is what we do is making disciples who make disciples. So forgive my scroll here for just a minute. Let me get back to where we need to be. Um, we start with engagement. And so I think about like, maybe it's power camp. I'm engaging, who am I engaging? Power campers and their families. So how do we build a, a camp that does that? You know, we engage God through prayer first, and then we invite others to pray with us. Um, we engage the heart of these families and campers, asking them great conversations, pointed, pointed questions, you know, build, sharing stories, uh, life stories, engaging their heart with God's word. If we're not doing that, like this is what we need to be doing at our camps. These are the things, you know, especially in terms of engagement. Maybe it's high school athletes. You're running a sports camp. Are we in the huddle time asking pointed questions, sharing powerful stories and sharing God's word, you know, and then using the gospel. Are we sharing the four? That is our, that is what we do um, using those resources and then challenging them to multiply, asking these high school kids. Okay. So what's your next step? You know, we're engaging you. What, what is God asking you to do? Who's on your E3 map? And so using these resources we already have, we don't have to recreate the wheel um, in doing that. And so then we go to um, equip. You know, I think about for equipping, um, if we're running a one-day sports camp, you know, or a, even a power camp, whatever it looks like, I'm equipping coaches, you know, to use their platform for Christ. And so maybe it's, we do a coaches huddle and we pray with our coaches leading up to camp. We spend, you know, four weeks leading up to camp, one day a week praying. Maybe we're using the scriptures to go over and prep their hearts for that. Um, and then we go to community. So we're building a community of coaches that are going to disciple together through their sport. And then finally, a clear plan. So we give them the plan of how we're going to do that at camp. So thinking through the E3 playbook, thinking through who you're, who's your audience, how we're going to continue the discipleship process, no matter where people are. And just have a strategy, have a plan of how you're going to do it. Um, I think it's really powerful. So I want to pause here. I know there's a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of details with camp, and I can't, we can't go over all of it. But what my big question to you is, what is your biggest obstacle to hosting um, or, you know, building a camp environment? that's going to be life-changing. And I'd love to just hear some of those things. Like what are the things that are holding you back, the challenges that you're facing that we can work together on and try to find solutions for your biggest obstacles. For me, it's coaches. Like finding them, finding coaches to, to coach at camp? Yeah, like finding coaches who are willing to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we have Christian coaches. We have them in, in huddles. We have them in Bible study. But the getting them to see the vision for what it means year after year um, and how they can serve, I'm having the hardest time getting coaches to 
engage. Mm. Anybody else have thoughts about coaches and how, how you've seen getting coaches to camp, how serving coaches, you know, how do we do that? I have a quick thought and this is speaking from lack of experience. So take this with a grain of salt or for whatever it's worth. But I imagine that putting somebody in front of the coaches that has been personally impacted by the camp, by a coach at the camp and just whether it's a student or somebody that grew up going to FCA camp and maybe came to faith at an FCA camp and just try to help communicate to somebody who was personally impacted to those coaches of why it actually matters. Yeah, that's really good, Logan. That's great. Uh, also, bringing the coaches in on the, the front end, rather than just asking the coach to serve at the camp that you've already planned, what about asking coaches to help you plan? Ask the series of questions. Coach, what would, what would be most impactful for you and your team? What, what, what would you need? And, and so bringing them in on that, that end of it, uh, because they've been able to weigh in, sometimes that causes them to buy in. Anyone else? I would just say, um, for me, it's been my, the most powerful thing I've seen for coaches is building a community around them and having them um, experience that community at camp. And so it's hard because you got to get the first one, like Logan said, if you can get someone in front of them, but the best and deepest uh, coaches like commitment has come from serving them really well on the front end and letting them just see camp before I ask of them. And so bring him to a camp to do a coach's huddle or something um, has been powerful. Other, other, Mar uh, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Margo, I would just say um, in the realm of coaches, start small. Sometimes having a power camp and inviting in a very low risk, low ask environment getting coaches in the door to experience the FCA culture can be a huge win because a lot of coaches, when it comes to camp, they think the ask is so lofty and so high because of what they're so used to being a part of. And sometimes that low hanging fruit of getting them in the door, serving alongside some high school students or college students can get them on fire to then have the idea of, Hey, what if we did this? And it's amazing what happens when a coach feels like it's their own idea to host an FCA camp for their sport and how much buy-in and involvement there is. So my encouragement, Dan, would start small. And, and sometimes the expectation of who is a coach can be really low as well. That's so good, Cody. Yeah, and, and I would like to add a little bit to that, too. Just, uh, man, sometimes we just think of just coaches that coach sport. But who are some character coaches that are passionate about young people making a difference in their community? And how can we connect some Christian coaches with some non-Christian coaches that could come alongside of them and be like, you know, chaplains to those individuals? So, I mean... You know, some of the places that you can find those people are people that just have an affinity for sports that you've been able to connect with during your tenure coaching or engaging the community could be a just great way to engage people that don't believe what you believe to be able to walk with you, experience the FCA culture and have conversations around, you know, Christ and, and walking with them, though, not just uh, just throwing them out there, but like, hey, what are they gifted at? What are they strong at? How could we? Uh, use them to be able to uh, be a part of what God is doing. Um, and that's just something I love what Nate said, cultivating that relationship prior to 
making phone calls now and saying, hey, how you doing? Do you got any plans this summer? Yo, we would be honored to have you come and hang out with us this summer. Something as simple as that could open the door to be able to uh, get people to experience an FCA camp. I know we're over time. I'm gonna stick on and continue to field questions about challenges and have conversation. If you can stay, I'd love for you to stay and chime in. If you have to jump, I get that too. Um, any other people had some challenges or obstacles to running camps or any other thoughts about coaches, either one? When you asked the question, uh, this is what came to mind. The, the number one obstacle for me for camps was me early. It just, it always was. And uh, I'm thankful for a couple of things. One, back in the day, I knew every summer I was going to, I was going to serve at between five and nine camps, no matter that's, that's the number. And I knew that I'd be up until two with a, a with an athlete and up at five with the coaches. And it, it, it's, they're long days, but uh my attitude toward them determined whether that was a mountaintop experience for me or a valley. And, and I'm not a guy who, who looked forward to sleeping on the rubber mattress in the bunkhouse and doing all those things, but I loved camps because of what I saw God do. And those, those five to nine camps were amazing. I'm thankful for two things. One, the, the fact that we don't all have to work five to nine camps and work every position anymore. Our staff has grown. Uh, two, I'm also thankful that, that, None of us feel like uh, I, camp's not for me or I'm, I'm above camps. We, we have a staff who, who know and that, that they will and are expected to serve, but, but want to serve at camps together, which is, is great. So I, my, while yes, the expectation is we're all going to serve at camps, uh, just know that, that I, I appreciate how excited everybody is to serve at camp and to be a part of these things and to work together to do this. It, they are amazing experiences and you don't have to do everything, but just finding out what God wants you to do, that specific thing that God wants you to do at camp and how you can involve your local ministry in camps uh, is a multiplier. And, and the more we see it as, as a get to and as a potential multiplier for our local ministries as we serve together, not only is it better for our ministry, but watch what it does in your own life to, to help you to, to take the next step in your journey with Christ. So that, that was my number one obstacle was me uh, early on. So good, Nate. I think Nate's peeking on my agenda over here and stealing some of the bullet points, which I appreciate God's working. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Nate. Um, yeah, so I'll stick on, but the last couple of challenges are, you know, I was as Nate was saying that, you know, not everyone loves to run the budgets and do the camp, you know, admin side. Um, if you don't find someone on staff who is like, who can help with that? Maybe it's a volunteer, maybe, you know, who is that person that can help you? And what is, what are you passionate about at camp? What role do you feel like this is a, my wheelhouse and start there. And then the next question is, where's God prompting you to step out in faith? Is it a new camp to start in your area? Is it a new role to serve in that you're not quite confident in yet? Um, maybe it's serving with someone else that you haven't worked with before, but there's there for all of us, I think there's a fear factor in camp because it seems like there's risk, right? But I, I would challenge you that the reward is so much greater than any risk because God, God works through camp ministry in amazing ways. And so 
you know, what is God prompting you? Where is he prompting you to step out in faith and try it and go for it? And sometimes you just got to host it and it's 12 kids and you just say, all right, it's 12 kids, you know, and, and we're going to rock it. Or maybe you get a hundred and you're like, I'm not ready for this. Ask for help, take a step of faith. And my encouragement is like, see God work and, and celebrate it because it will be amazing. Um, finally, my last thing, if you are uh, planning a camp, please send me your dates, locations, and details because I'm making a camp calendar for all of us so we can all see all the camps available on our menu for us. And then finally, um, next month, next ministry advancement call, I'm going to ask you all which camp you're, ser you're ser serving at. And so I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot. And if you're not on this call, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. So Frank and I are coming, coming. So you have a month to get one on the calendar. Okay. Um, because I want it for you, because I think it will be a life-changing experience for you. Um, but I'll stick on, I'm just going to pray us out real quick and then I'll stick on for questions or anything else people have. All right. So let's pray. Uh, God, I just get so excited about these conversations. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for all the ways that you have shown up for us when we have not planned well, not been organized, maybe had a vision, but couldn't execute it. But God, but you came through and did amazing things through our ministry and through us that we, we really are nothing without you. And so I just thank you for who you are, despite of who we are um, and who you say that we are, God, that we are, we are able to be instruments of you because of what you've done for us. And so I just pray over this staff, our whole region and our organization, but specifically the Northeast team. I ask that you would prompt their hearts to do something amazing this summer, to step out in faith, to serve at a camp, to in a new role or something different, invite someone that hasn't been or they think may not come. And we just wait expectantly for the life change and the impact that will happen. So we just pray for your favor over our camp ministry as we move forward into camp planning season. I ask you be with our staff and protect them as they think through all the options and just be with them as they keep their eyes fixed on you. And God, we love you. We thank you. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you all for sticking on. Again, if you have any more camp questions, I'll hang on for a few minutes, but I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Margo. Thanks, Margo. Wow, everyone dipped. Yeah, they're out. <laughs> <laughs> all good. So, so I did the like the short training on on in FCA University because I wasn't far enough along to get into the actual camp school. Sure. Um, so I had a, I have a lot of questions, but yeah. some of those I think I'll learn as I, as I go. Yeah. I mean, I've run, run youth camps for church stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I always love camps. Yeah. Because of that engagement time. But anyway, when I have more questions, I know where to go. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, you know, anytime. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah.